The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of First United Methodist Church in Beaumont, Texas. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to love your city with the heart of Christ. Shall we pray? Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. Our rock and our redeemer, our hope and our help, our strength and our salvation. Amen. At Vacation Bible School and all this month, we are remembering and reminding ourselves that Jesus is big enough. And we are reminding ourselves that Jesus hears us pray. It was important for the disciples because they saw Jesus praying it was important to them to learn how to pray as Jesus prayed. You see, the model of, of, of teaching and learning in that day was that disciples or students would attach themselves to a teacher, not simply to learn what the teacher was teaching, but to learn the ways of the teacher and become just like the teacher. It was more of a model of apprenticeship than, it, than, than current education today would be. The disciples would enjoin themselves to their master and seek to become just like their master. So when they say, teach us to pray, it's not simply tell us how we do this, but really give yourself to us so that we might pray as you pray. And so Jesus tells them, pray this way. And today we're focusing on give us each day our daily bread. Give us each day our daily bread. And, and at the root of it, that is a prayer of deep gratitude. It is a prayer of deep gratitude. I've, I've shared the story before that one time when I was substitute teaching in senior high uh, Sunday school, we were approaching Christmas and talking about our Christmas lists and our wants and our, and our needs. And, and um, Patrick, a 10th grader at the time, said, you know, when we have all that we need, we can want what we want even more. <laughs> and, and I just kind of went, ouch. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I like that you said it that way, Patrick. But, but he, he's right. And, and what he names in, in, in that statement is that sometimes what happens to us is, is we take a desire, a want, and we elevate it to a need. And then sometimes we, we take it one step further and elevate it to a right. I want something. No, 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 I really need it. Now it becomes my right to have it. And, and Jesus teaches us to pray, give us each day our daily bread. 
So as we talked about it more in Sunday school class, um, the question came up, what do you suppose God wants us to do? I mean, what's God's want with our wants and needs? And Patrick again spoke up first and said, you know, I think when we have what we need and more, God wants us to share so that everybody has what they need. I like that a little bit better than what he said the first time. <laughs> I said, I think you're right, Patrick. And, and, and that's why Jesus teaches us to pray, give us each day our daily bread. It helps us distinguish between our needs and our wants. And distinguishing between our needs and wants is important so that we can distinguish between God's provision and our acquisition. There's a difference there. God provides what we need, and sometimes we have the ability to acquire what we want. There's not an evaluative attachment to that, but it's important as followers of Christ to understand the differences between what we need each day to be faithful and things that we might want that we may also have the ability to acquire. But in the economy of life, of having what we need and seeing that others have what they need, it's important for us to know what God provides and what we want. And that's important so that we can understand better our should-dos and our could-dos. I don't know if you've ever thought about should-dos and could-dos, things we should do to take care of ourselves, as a community of faith to take care of each other, as concerned followers of Christ in the world to take care of all God's children and to take care of all God's creation. Those are our should-dos. And when that list is checked off each day, we get to the possibility of could-dos. Is it okay to do extra? Sure. Is it okay to receive extra? Yeah, sometimes it is. Our should-dos and could-dos come down to a bumper sticker I remember seeing on a professor's door in seminary. It said, live simply so that others may simply live. Live simply so that others may simply live. And, and, and what happens to us in praying this prayer this way, give us each day our daily bread, is it not only creates an attitude of gratitude within us, reminding us that everything belongs to God and everything comes from God and everything will return to God, it, it reminds us that in living simply so that others may simply live, that God's desires, as we're faithful to pray this, God's desires become our desires. So we see a situation, and, and, and we don't necessarily immediately think, what do I want out of this? We pause, and we realize what we have in the midst of that situation and we seek what God wants in a certain setting or another. Can we still have wants? Sure. 
I think that's okay. Um, the important thing is to keep perspective. To name something as a need that really is a need and to name something as a want that really is a want. Because I think Patrick was right. God wants everybody to have what they need and God wants everybody to be responsible for what they have. I'm going to say that one again. God wants everybody to have what they need and God wants everybody to be responsible for what they have, to put it to right use and good use. So how do we deal with the need of the world? I mean, we have built 99 beds and delivered 98 of them, I believe is the current statistic, and there are requests of Sleep in Heavenly Peace beds for over 300 more beds right now. And we're having a build day Saturday. Will we ever likely fill that need completely? I don't know. But we're going to try. We do what we can every time we can. You see, we're Methodists. We have a method about how we do things. John Wesley kept it simple for us. I, I, I think he had me in mind, maybe not just me, but some others, um, at least me. He said, first, these are the rules for Methodists, for the general society. First, do no harm. So when we think about wants and needs in the world, our own and the wants and needs of others, our first responsibility is to do no harm in either acquiring what we need or want and in providing what others might need or want. There's an interesting book that, that tells about when helping actually causes harm. The second is to do all possible good among all possible people. I, 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 love, the, I, I love the way we name that, to do all possible good. What's possible in this situation? What opportunities await us as we go out into the world this afternoon? What possibilities will come with the new day tomorrow? What good can we possibly do today? Because it is possible. One of our, one of our Bible memory verses this past week is... From Matthew 19, 26, people cannot save themselves, but with God, all things are possible. Some of you know that verse. Maybe you just figured it out on the way. You're pretty quick. First, do no harm. Second, do all possible good with all possible people. Third, attend all the ordinances of God. Such are prayer and fasting, holy communion, searching the scriptures, gathering as the people of God. So we talk about our wants and our needs. Wesley had instructions about our money. He said, earn all you can, give all you can, and save all you can. Earn, give, and save all you can. That might be our stewardship theme this year, all you can. All you can. That's not a bad, I like that. I'm going to make that note. All you can. Okay. 
And what we're talking about is, is what this fosters within us is how Jesus concludes this teaching on prayer. He says, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? I mean, He talks about daily bread, but then He translates it to the very breath of life that is in us. When I was in charge of a retreat for pastors, one year I, I had Wayne Muller came in, come in to, to speak about Sabbath. And he, he did what we were taught not to do in our very first lesson about live microphones, and he breathed into it out loud. <gasps> I went, oh no, I'm in the back. I've, I've hired this guy to come from New Mexico, and he just breathed into the microphone. And then he did it again. I was like, oh, God. I'm in the back by myself. Everybody else is in front of me. What, what is he doing? And then he did it a third time. And by the third time he did it, breathed into the microphone, you could feel the gathered body begin to relax a little bit. And he said, our breath is a gift from God each and every one of them. So as we pray, give us each day our daily bread. And Jesus says, God will be faithful to give the Holy Spirit to all who ask. We are reminded that breathing is a gift from God. And sharing that breath of life with each other in, is sharing the Spirit of God. And the cure for distinguishing between our wants and our needs, our acquisitions and God's provision, the cure for being consumed by wants and acquisitions is an attitude of gratitude. And that attitude comes from praying, seeking God with all that we are. Our memory verse is people cannot save themselves, but with God, all things are possible. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.lovebeaumont.com.